Good day to you, uh, wherever you're at, and uh, I hope you're you're well where you're at, and you're blessed and nourished with great things. So I want to bring you this broadcast today. With uh, anyway, have some things to share today, and I'm going to ask the Lord to uh, open your hearts and your ears and and listen to this word of God. There's some uh, things today. It'll be. Uh, covering a little bit of ground, but some things that will help you, encourage you, uh, bless you, and give you great hope for your future uh, and the future not only of you and your family, but also our great nation. So as you know, this nation is very tender in my heart, very much I can't separate it uh, from my life, and uh, hopefully you have that same thing, but then I know there's personal things in your life that uh, sometimes may seem very large. So we'll right now just ask the Lord to, uh, to encourage you through this Word of God in Jesus' name. I thank you for the Holy Spirit uh, working through my lips and my voice to bring strength and healing to you in Jesus' name. And above all, that we would glorify the Lord in, in all that we do. You know, the, the thing that I, I, one of the things I just want to say uh, is, uh, you know, I sense that in America today that a lot of people are pretty terrified by the things that are going on. And it would be easy to say it's all over. Everything's lost. You know, there's people running our stuff that just seem like it's, it's going to take away my life. And uh, if you're honest, you're saying, yeah, I've had that thought. Well, we could get rid of that thought right now. I want to tell you something. Uh, it's not over. It's not over at all. It's just, uh, I tell you, it's in our hands, you know. And I hear people saying, well, I wish God would do something. Well, he's hoping you will do something, <laughs> you know. And one of the things he's hoping we'll do is stand up for who we are. And so th sharing some things today, because some of you are, uh, need some help. And I know that. Uh, and when I speak into this thing, and it goes out in several media, uh, Rumble, YouTube, and some others, and also the voice goes out into Buzzsprout, it goes into several uh, podcasts, actually they go everywhere, and I'm not saying in huge volumes, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that this voice goes out to a lot of people, and the idea of this voice is to encourage everyone that hears this. Some of the people that would be listening today would have been in the Bible for many, many, many years. Uh, you've been building your faith a long time. Others maybe uh, today will find out Jesus died for you because that's really a key to your whole life. And then everyone in between. So some of you may think, I've heard this all before, and you shut the thing off. Uh, that could be a mistake uh, because if you stay with it, no matter how far down the road you are with your faith, uh, you could be uh, you could be stopping a word or two that could change your life. So that's all I need to say about that. But I want you to just stop thinking that it's all over and time to quit. It is not. Uh, you know, there was a, a time in the Bible, I'm always reminded of this, uh, and this isn't a great Bible lesson on Exodus, but you know, the children of Israel did not accept God's place. They did not accept the promised land. They were afraid of the evil that was in the land. They saw these people as bigger than they were. And again, I'm touching this very lightly. But 40 years later, after they were out in that desert, and finally God had people that would believe him, uh, they still spied out the land. They ran into Rahab the harlot. And, and in my own words, she said, I don't know what's the matter with you people. 
though you are you're afraid of all these enemies but they've been more afraid of you than you could ever think of being afraid of them and that's what always rings my bell right now and i will say it again the devil is more afraid that you're going to find out who you are in christ and get some word of faith in you than than you are of him and and you say well there's this political party that political party hey God is so much bigger than any politician out there, but he's working through some of them. That's good. But at the same time, there should be no fear in your life. So I want to share a story today. I saw it, a very inspirational story, um, and I'm going to read a little bit of it because it just about it would be the best sermon a man could preach is this story right here. Uh, how many, I would say this, have heard of John Tesh? Well, you know, a lot of you uh, remember him as uh, being on television for many years. You remember him as a great uh, musician, and he is. As a matter of fact, sometimes when I'm studying, I'll turn on a, a YouTube video of him doing some praise and worship or something, uh, and Sandy will too, just a great musician. Well, a few years ago, in 2015, and I'm just going to read uh, excerpt from this and if you want the whole story it's not that long uh, actually I picked it off of Fox News this very day okay the former tonight uh, entertainer tonight co-host uh, told Fox News he's always relied on Bible to provide him comfort during tough times and the 68 year old is all too familiar with facing personal obstacles in 2015 he was diagnosed with a rare form of prostate cancer and given only 18 months to live. During the treatment, he and his wife, Connie Seleka, who was a very well-known person too, would read the scriptures together. At that time, I was trying hard, really hard, to believe that everything was going to be all right, he said. I was begging God for healing. But when Connie and I read the scriptures together, we learned that God wants us to have health and wellness and healing and prosperity. The, and the Bible speaks truth. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, and as I read this, I, I'm, I, like I say, I, I would like to have written this myself because this is what's in my heart for so much, so many people. It says in here, a script another verse, I think people would, will really be surprised to read what the Bible says. It has to say if they take a break from their phones and just read the scriptures each day. Tish shared, I really recommend the book of Romans and just take a deep breath. I now listen to me. Don't tune me out. This is so good. Tesh admitted that like many people, he's been a victim of doom scrolling or mindlessly reading negative, heartbreaking news articles and social media posts nonstop. Tess said this self-destructive behavior can easily impact one's mental health during unprecedented times. This quote, I think it's incredibly important to stay informed and educated, he explained, but I also think it's just as important to take a step back and disconnect. You can't constantly consume all the negative all day, every day. So anyway, those are some of his comments. But see, that should ring a bell with some of you because some of you are want more faith. And you say, God, give me more faith. And he's saying, shut the phone off. Shut the TV off. Get the Bible out. Read my word. That's what he's saying to you. If, 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 if you want God to speak to you, that's one of the things, you know, like they, they say the guy walked up to this prophet and said, said to the prophet, give me a word. The prophet said to the man, read the Bible. <laughs> That's the word. So anyway, again, don't tune me out. Okay, 
and I'm skipping over this, but here it says John Tesh was only given 18 months to live during his cancer battle. Tesh said he does not take time to connect with fans on social media where he frequently speaks. Uh, he does take time. He is speaking out his testimony. So I'll skip ahead just a little bit here. And anyway, I noticed uh, that uh, he an encouragement, he said, there's one piece, because it's an encouraging article, and he said that's one piece of advice I would give to anyone right now. Find a way to call someone who, you, who hasn't heard from you in 10 years. Check in on your loved ones. I know when I social with my loved ones, I certainly feel good. Then another little thing, and I'll be moving along here. But So anyway, he talks about uh, thinking of committing suicide. He talked about uh, going to his pool and decided to tie all those weights on his legs and jump in the pool. Uh, he also talked about he began to drink a lot, and it says that in this article. He began to eat tons of scotch. He's feeling sorry for himself. And uh, walked out one day and went on a bicycle ride, and he had a wife that was for him, you know, nurturing him. And he, he left, I mean, just walked out. Well, anyway, he came back. She was loved him, forgave him. But then he turned around and he said, no, I can't go this way anymore. I'm, I've got to do something. So... Here it says, if I stood with Connie and we stood in faith and we stood on the scriptures that could get me healed, that's where God wanted me to be. I was angry with God at the beginning because I thought that maybe God had put this sickness on me to either teach me a lesson or to have a ministry that, that there's nowhere in the new covenant. But I'm sorry, but he said, for me to have a to ministry in any way, but he said, here's the key, but there's nowhere in the New Covenant, the New Testament, the Bible that says that God wants you anything but well. And how many times have you heard that from others around you? You know, I couldn't help but think, uh, thinking of uh, Mark 4, the, uh, talking about the, uh, a parable of the Word and so on, and not wanting to go in that today, but you know, uh, we hear so many things. I mean, you have friends that have opinions, and so often they'll say, well, you're sick because God's trying to teach you something. I mean, they say these things. But you cannot support that in the New Testament. You can't. And so without going down that road a lot further, I say if you're curious about this this story, go to Fox News, download it like I did. I read that thing, and I was so blessed to see this man who's world famous, <laughs> worth millions and millions of dollars, in a place where he's only going to live 18 months, and, and, and after deciding he didn't need to be angry with God anymore, what did he do? He read the Bible. And so often, I, how we build our faith is critical. You know, I, I, I say this, and I don't say it because... Trust me, I love music. I really do. I love praise and worship music. There's some popular music that I think is awesome. I love them. We, we have actual personal contact with, with uh, people that are doing well in, in that realm. But you shouldn't grow your faith by Christian music. You shouldn't grow your faith by what your friends say about it. You shouldn't even grow your faith totally. I mean, I started out in this whole thing building my faith with tapes and books. But then there came a day when I said, you know what, I've got to, instead of quoting some doctor so-and-so or quoting so-and-so, I need to know this word myself. Now, I'm going back a few years, but you know what, I began to do that, and it wasn't easy. 
I start to read the Bible, and I know the Holy Spirit's there to help us read the Bible, but, you know, I'm just being honest and truthful today. You'd want me to be that way. Sometimes I'd read that Bible, and I would just go to sleep. And I said, well, you know, I recognize that there might be some oppression there causing that. So, you know what I did? I just kept reading further and further and further because I tried to do it when I was going to go to sleep at night. Next thing, I'm asleep. So I just kept reading the Bible, reading the Word, just reading the Word. And you know what? By doing that, that Word of God began to get in me. And in later years, anything that I have that's of value has come from allowing the Word of God to just come... come through my eyeballs and come through the meditation of it, uh, speaking the word out uh, and just letting the word operate in my life. Now, is that too hard? I don't think so. But when you hear a story like Don Tesh, who he, he started out by going the route of many, you know, blaming God, say, why is God trying to teach me something? No. And his wife, what a jewel she must be. She just sat there with him, helping him in as sick as he was. You know, he was sick. He was a sick man. Uh, and yet they read those scriptures together out loud and meditated those things. And, of course, he recommends the book of Romans, and that's a great book. It has certainly a lot of power in the book of Romans. Among other things, if you go to the 10th chapter of Romans and, and read verse 9 and 10, it'll tell you how to get born again. Uh, and it's got to do with what you say with your mouth and what you believe with your heart. And this whole gospel is based on that. It's based on believing your heart and saying with your mouth what you believe. Uh, so, you know, the whole gospel is based on that. So what did he do? He needs healing. He's going to die in 18 months. What has he got to lose? Well, he decided suicide wasn't the answer, and he found out drinking lots of scotch wasn't the answer in self-pity. So what he decided to do was uh, get that beautiful wife of his that wanted to help him and uh, read this together, and the next thing you know, he's healed. And this is several years later. He's healed to this day. He gives glory to God. He does. As famous as he is, he's not afraid to give his testimony out somewhere. And, you know, that's another thing. Sandy and I have seen a lot of things in our life with the Lord. We've, we've honestly seen a lot of people uh, healed by the stripes of Jesus, you know, through the laying on of hands or, or praying, you know, whatever it took. Uh, and it's amazing how few of them will give their testimony later. They're afraid to tell their story. Why? I don't know, except that's a good, a, a good place for you to start. If God's done something in your life, why aren't you telling somebody about it? Now, I mean, I'm getting kind of, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm telling you something. If you want more from God, start glorifying him. Tell him what he's done for you already. You say, well, God hasn't done too much for me. Well, I'll tell you, he did a great thing today. He got you listening to me this long. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Is that about me? No, it's not about me. But these are words of truth that will build your faith and encourage you. And, and, and that's the point of this. So, you know, I posted something today uh, to introduce this. And, and it was, uh, uh, you know, it's a great scripture over in Romans since we talked about Romans. And we talked about earlier this morning, uh, I introduced you to the fact that we should not be afraid of this whole situation in our land. We shouldn't have any idea that it's going to be a negative effect on our life. We might have to walk through some things. Yeah, there's things going on that I don't like either. But, but you know what? Here is what I like. it In, in Romans 8, chapter, uh, verse 35, and what you should do is read this yourself. Put your eyes on it, too. And it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Now, aren't those kind of some things that you think could happen right in our nation right here today, no matter where you live, what nation I'm talking to? 
Don't you know some of these things are an issue? But it says, who can separate us from the love of Christ, even with all those things? For it, and it says in verse 36, for it is written, for your sakes we are killed all day. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. It's a psalm reference. But in verse 37, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. You know, people say, well, Gary, aren't you afraid of what's going on out there? And you know, don't you know, didn't you hear that on the news the other day? And don't you know this? And don't you know that? Well, you know, down inside me, I say, well, I'm more than a conqueror. Why? Christ loves me. And he's going to keep loving me. And I'm going to keep loving him because he's changed my life. He's given me hope and he's given me strength and, and, and actually given me a privilege of preaching this gospel. How do I preach the gospel? Well, sometimes it's on a tube like this. Sometimes it's on a video. But, you know, sometimes it's just going out in the street somewhere and loving somebody. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not boasting about this either, but probably the greatest ministry that I've been able to do is that next person that I saw and I had something in my heart that said that person needs your your love and to be recognized. And you know, uh, some of the worst people in this world just need to be recognized, even if they're bad, because uh, we need to recognize there's love in our hearts. That's really a key. So in verse 37, yet in all these things we're more than conquerors to him who loved us, for I am persuaded in verse 38, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now you tell me that shouldn't give you a lift. I mean, there's no, there's no entity in whatever can separate from God's love. And you know, you start getting a grasp of that, and what's going to happen? Now this might be considered... Uh, this is good preaching, brothers and sisters, because you have this anchored in you, guess what? That fear will leave. You know, your fear to say things just right and all this stuff that goes on. That, you know, if you hesitate to go out and be who you are, you're letting fear operate in your life. They're afraid of you more than you're afraid of them. So you need to, what we, what we say in the old, you know, we say get your dander up and, and realize the love of God is so powerful. And, you know, some of the worst people in the world that, that have run into somebody that offered them little love, all of a sudden uh, they, they realize who you were. They, you aren't the enemy. You're just a, a purveyor of, of God's strength and truth and so on. And. Uh, you know, what, what else can I say today? Uh, how would I say it in any other way? I looked through my, uh, you wouldn't even believe from my notes that, I, that any of these words would come out of it. But, uh, you know, it's like uh, a little nugget here. And, and I just wrote this note here one day, but we're talking about the Spirit of God, you know, through the past weeks and so on. We had one interruption because, I just to tell you the truth, my 102-year-old father passed, and we had his services here in, uh, recently. He was a good old cowboy, and and so, you know, we kind of had a little break getting through all that, but it was a, it was a blessing for me to preach his funeral and, and, and uh, you know, dedicate his life, to, you know, to moving on and all those kind of things. So the Spirit of God, I've talked about the Spirit of God a lot. But here's something about your faith. And I wrote this down, and I will tell you, 
The Spirit of God tends to move when we move. I want you to think about that. When you pick up your sword of the word and you start to do these things, you start to say, well, I don't really know much about this Bible yet. That scripture you read today, I, I didn't write, really get it, but I'm going to go back and read it. I'll tell you what, when you do that, there's something anchoring in you. And when that something anchors in your heart, your faith moves ahead, even if you can't measure it, you can't tell it. But it moves ahead. And what I'm going to say is when you move ahead with your faith, the Spirit of God moves ahead with you. I mean, a lot of people just expect God just to, to just do everything. In the Old Testament, he had to feed them when they were, you know, missed him, went across the desert. He had to feed them because they, they didn't have any faith. So he fed them and took care of them. But in the New Testament, uh, it's the Word of God that's our food. And we we feed on that. We feed on that. And, and so as we do, then we're moved by our faith. Uh, we're moved by our praise. We're moved by a lot of things. But when we do that, we, we, something about it activates the Spirit of God working in our life. And I will challenge you to try that out, you know. <laughs> it's worked that way for Sandy and I. We've been through a few things. We've had some things that didn't turn out so great. Uh, but along the way, we didn't quit. We refuse to quit. We refuse to accept defeat at any level of the road. And I will tell you, there's been a few things that Sandy and I have been through once or twice, and most people would have just quit. They said, well, I don't know whether they'd blame God or something. I never in my life have I ever blamed God for anything that went wrong. Uh, if we made a bad mistake uh, financially, uh, I, would, I would go to the Lord and I'd say, Lord, you didn't cause this to happen to me. Uh, I did. I ask you to forgiveness for not hearing the voice, your voice in that deal. But sort of, here's where I'm at, Lord. I believe that you will help us get out of this situation. Do you see the difference in the attitude? I ne I've never blamed God for one thing in my life. You know, some people say, well, I don't chew. I've never chewed. I've never smoked. I've never drank. Yeah, whatever people say. They say these things. Uh, but I will boast that way. Uh, I've never blamed God for one thing. Never, never, never. I, I refuse to do it. If you've had, if you've done that, it's pretty simple. Say, God, forgive me for that. I was thinking wrong. It was wrong thinking. I know you didn't cause that, but Father, show me how to walk out of this. Show me how to, to walk this thing out a little bit, little bit more. And, you know, that's a real key for your life. Uh, you know, it's amazing how many people aren't getting anywhere, and if you listen to them long enough, you'll, you'll hear out of their mouth where they're at. So help them out. You know, I, I'm really big on this loving your neighbor, and I know this sounds pretty foundational and basic. I say, well, I don't like my neighbors. Well, go find one of them to love. You know, somebody out there needs you today. You know, I saw a comment today earlier from a friend of mine, and, and you know, somebody had been a, a very offensive and so on, and, and you know, th those are tough things to deal with. But uh, I found a scripture that always rang a bell for me uh, was over there in... Uh, uh, in Philippians, and I'll just say this, it kind of fits in today. If it doesn't, forgive me and look at it and make it fit in somewhere else in your life. But it's uh, in verse 27 of chapter 1 of Philippians. It says, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am I absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And the 28 is a big deal. Said, and in not in any way terrified by your adversaries. 
Well, who's an adversary? Well, it could be somebody you just, you know, there's a lot of them out there that are against our family. I know that. But it says, don't be terrified by them, which is to them a proof of perdition. In other words, if somebody can't scare you or upset you, it destroys the devil. He's talking about the devil here really working through people. And if he comes at you with something that's so alarming, oh, I hate that, you know, I need to get even. No, you don't. You just don't respond. You walk in love. And, uh, you know, you can defend yourself, but you see the real deal is if you're not terrified by things that people say at you, come at you with, uh, that's a real destructive thing for the devil. It just is. Read that scripture and you'll, you'll, you'll get a hold of that. I got a couple minutes left here, and you know, I don't often do this, but at the same time, I like it in the Amplified Bible, that same verse 28. Uh, and it says here, and do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, proof, and seal to them of your of their impending destruction, and, but a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. I'm telling you, some of these things have been a big deal for me in my life. I've faced some situations, and I can almost remember one time when I was faced with something, and a good friend of mine that knew that scripture shared it with me, and it set me free. I'm not, I don't have to be afraid of anybody else or, or let that inflict my skin. You know what? thing is, if you let that stuff get on you, the next thing, and that's whole, in summary, I've covered a lot of ground today, and I hope it's been useful. But, you know, when we feed on all the negative, John Tesh said it so well, we feed on all the negative and all that's so bad and it's all bad and it's all bad and, you know, we heard how bad that is. And, you know, uh, what that happens is that starts getting into your soul. And when it gets into your soul, your soul is right there next to your physical body. And sometimes we have to recognize that we have to stop feeding on those things. I don't care if they're true, uh, you know, in the news. I don't, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you keep your life clean from that and, and be informed like John Tish said. I'm informed. Uh, sure, I scan every morning when I get up. I, I will tell you, I, I do a quick scan of the headlines, but I don't get bogged down into them, and I don't get into the, the super negative, but I want to know what's going on in the world. I really do. But at the same time, I don't want it to get into me because I want to get in this word and keep myself going in the right direction, and not only will it affect all those around me, uh, you know, a positive uh, life, a life-giving, a love-giving life, but it'll keep me healthy. How hard is that? It'll keep me healthy. So, you know, stress and negative things, they, they, they can get right into your body and um, they can uh, cause things to not go so well. So, praise God. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I've moved around a few things here, but I want you to just, just think about this. Get your Bible out. Start reading it. Um, if you don't know how to do that and you can't just read it, make sure you made Jesus the Lord of your life, Romans 10, 9, 10. If you... If you say with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. So with the heart man believeth, and in the mouth you confess to salvation. So faith is what comes out of your mouth. Do that today if you've not done it before. And I will tell you this, the Holy Spirit will come in and help you read. He did me, and so if he did it for me, he'll do it for you and change your life. So God bless you. I truly love every one of you, and I'm looking forward to the day that I can be in your place, your city, whatever, and speak lives, pray with you, with Sandy and, and all of us. So thank God for your 
your day. Have a blessed day in Jesus' name. Amen.